0: Hey! Oh my gosh, you look amazing. Duh. Uh, Today, we're kind of having a full circle moment because on Sunday, so yesterday would have celebrated my two-year anniversary from the conference that I went to, and I would love to say that that set off everything I was making moves before then, but I think this brought everything full circle and really focused me on what it was that I was going to talk about and what it was I was going to do in this world. And so that moment does not leave me as a moment of huge significance and turning tides. And so we're breaking down that moment and everything that led up to this podcast. And as we step into almost our third season, Uh, I cannot be more excited of everywhere that we've gone and I want all of you to know that it starts with just like one teeny tiny wave and everything can change as a result, but you are going to have to take a risk and step out and do the thing. Do it once. It always gets easier after that. Let's go. This is the Death of a Dream podcast with your host, Hannah Ness. Uh, The Death of a Dream really is my expression from the start of a very sad and low and unaligned place in life where I was struggling with so many living beliefs, so many people telling me that I couldn't just go live my dream life. And it really walks every day through what it looks like to transition out of a life that's just fine and into a life that I wanted to live. And so this is just the daily journal of what that looked like for me. You can take whatever you need from here. Um, I talk through different things that I read, different things that helped me through, different moments and different blocks that I had to break down to get to this better place and alignment for me looks like being a serial entrepreneur and um, being able to write and speak and talk through what life looks like for me and how other people are pursuing their dreams. So the death of a dream really is just a journey out of that place and into a new and true place. Glad you're here. party people. How are you doing? You know what? I used to kind of wish that I wasn't so obnoxiously happy, even though I wasn't really happy. And that sounds like a super complicated thing to say. So I'm going to go ahead and explain it and then we'll ground ourselves in our greatness and then we'll go ahead and get started with the show. But I... I remember being like so unhappy, so unhappy and just like always knowing that at my baseline, I'm a very happy, positive, optimistic person. And so it was such a complicated state of being for me. And... I would try to avoid that sadness by just, like, continually clinging to happiness that I didn't really feel. And the biggest thing that I was trying to avoid was this idea that I was sad. And i it's just like intrinsically in my being. I'm an indiagram 7. I'm a Leo. I am a... I can't even remember any of the other things. My top one path thingy is a, a wonder. I am just intrinsically like a bright spot in the universe right? Optimism and positivity are just things that flow naturally through me. And so when I wasn't feeling those things, but like at my core, I knew that that's what I was supposed to be feeling. I knew that that's just who I was and how I was supposed to operate. It was like, how do you get that back? How do you get back to that place? How did I get to this place? And I remember just Wanting to be like, can that just not be me? That just is not who I am. That's not who I am. I'm not, I'm not positive. I'm not. And people would say it like, oh, you're so positive. You always find it. And I would just hate that, that people would see that in me because that wasn't what I was feeling. And like, I had to pump myself up to get into that state of being. And I could be that person. But it would take like eternal struggles to get there. And now it's just like, I feel like I'm just letting myself run the way that I'm supposed to operate in this life. And it's super confusing because it's like, whereas before I was always asking questions and slowing down to make sure that I wasn't stepping on toes. Now it's just like, just fucking run just run. You know yourself, you know yourself and you know what's right for you. And if that doesn't fit, then they aren't a fit. That's it. And if people can't see the gloriousness that is you and what you're putting into this world, then they weren't meant to see it. Right? If it doesn't come off as positive and uplifting and helpful, then it just isn't supposed to be that for them. And maybe it turns them on to something for themselves to go create what they wish that they saw. And maybe that's how we all inspire the world. Maybe even in our attempts to be everything that we can be, we fall short. And because of those shortcomings, someone else finds a way to make something to make up for that. And in that act, even in the act of coming up short for someone else, we create A way of filling in all the gaps. Like, isn't that the most beautiful thing? Okay, let's ground ourselves in our greatness. (laughs) Um, my great thing is, you know, just continuing to not fight myself, just to go where I'm feeling called, and just be okay with what that experience is. And I think this is a hard one for me because the last time I attempted (laughs) to, well, I think the last run at working for myself, at building companies for my family, I didn't have companies to build. And having companies to build, they don't just like rise up out of nowhere sometimes. Um, But for the most part, like someone has to come up with the idea of whatever company it is to build. And so the last time I like to just call the ideate and wait phase, like just hang out, just think, just sink deep into yourself and your being and find what it is that you want to create in this world. And you're not always going to get it right. But like What does it look like to just explore? What does it look like to take weekends, to do things that you enjoy? And I guess for me, just the continuation of that work. And now, almost a year later, coming into those companies that were supposed to be built. And then just like loving myself to that place too. And not being like, hey, curse you. You want to rest. Hey, curse you. You want to go do this thing. Like I'm not beating myself to death this time. We're working. We're living. We're humans. We are experiencing the world and making the world. And so part of making something beautiful is creating and living a beautiful life and so yeah i think just like the greatest thing is feeling this satisfaction with life that i never had before and nothing has changed nothing has changed If anything, my life is more stressful now than it was before. If anything, I am less in alignment and further away from the things that I said that I wanted and opportunities and things like that. Way less connected now than before, although different kinds of connections, but less connection overall, less chances of being picked up and getting exposed and yet I feel better, more satisfied than I ever have before. And so like, I can't really explain what that's like, but it just feels like this steady wave of calm, not like raging waves that are coming in that you could surf on, like just Waves that come in and out, and in and out, and it's just like this constant gratitude for life and the way that we live it, and the way that the world creates and unfolds in perfect time with us, and like how every single thing is playing in your favor, in pushing you and playing you and moving you towards who you're supposed to become? Like, what? I'm just not questioning that anymore, you know? And I think that that's what's led to this undertone. And I think, you know, really it's insanity because it seems like life should be so much more complicated and terrible and the sky is falling every second and it just isn't and nothing has changed there's not more money there's less there's not more opportunity there's less I would say the only thing that's changed is that I changed the way that I think about things you know and started paying really close attention to where my mind wanders Conscious and subconscious and staying in control of those thoughts as much as possible. And yeah, I think the coolest thing about that is, is that you're so capable of doing that for yourself too. You are. You are capable of creating this same wavelength for yourself. And I think that's my absolute favorite part is that like I'm the most normal human being that probably walks this planet. and by normal, I mean extremely abnormal. but that's why I'm saying normal because we're all abnormal in some way. Listen, bananas and pajamas, I can't even. all the things like, come on. I'm a normal person experiencing this with you and what I wanted to be able to tell you is that once you get money it all changes but what I knew I had to commit to was changing it all before I got the money because otherwise I would just become more of what I already was and I want to be more happy and more abundant and more aligned and not all the things that I was before And take shortcuts just to get to the money because I'm convinced that that's what would make me happy. And it's not. And I'm already happy. And life is already fruitful and abundant and aligned. That's my great thing. Ah, okay. Go ahead and take time for yourself. Recognize yourself for your greatness. You can't even... If you keep saying you'll never be great, you'll never be great. That's not... The exact words from an NF song, but it's pretty close. I don't know exactly how it goes, but something like that. Okay, go ahead and take time, recognize yourself for your great thing, write it, say it, speak it, spray it, do it however you have to. I think the physical manifestation of it, so the expressing of it in some way, shape, or form, whether that's spoken word or written word, is going to be stronger than just thinking it in your head so find a way to make it physical it does not have to be out loud to anyone <laughs> you don't have to do a podcast about your great things every morning if you don't want to but if you want to go ahead um but just make sure that you are physically expressing it as well somehow it it changes things uh okay So yesterday, my friend sent me a memory from two years ago when we were at a RISE conference. And this conference was like a big old girl gang shout out party of like, we're going to rise up and we're going to do things and we're never stopping and rah, rah and hashtag goals and buy the journals and the coffee mugs and maybe a couple books and like go home and change your life. And that was two years ago today. And what was cool is like before that conference, I had really committed to changing my life. And so (laughs) in April of 2019, I actually started just recording a podcast and not knowing what it was, but we'll continue singing it forever just because this is a song that never ends. Sorry. No, we started recording a podcast just to start experimenting with what it would look like to do something like this and just to get consistent with it. Because for me, consistency, consistent storytelling is like how you change the world. And storytelling is one of my most important like, keys to life and living life. That's how we connect the dots. That's how we literally, like, connect with human beings. It's how we know what things are. Like, it's the most important thing that we could do for ourselves, for generations to come after us, for the world. Like, tell stories. Tell more of them. Tell all of them. Keep going. Keep asking. Keep telling. And so... (laughs) I wanted to be a part of those groups of people. And so we started, I started this podcast in April of 2019 and just recording consistently. And I thought like, if I can't wake up and do this all the time, then it's not meant to be, then I'm not, I'm not going to do it. And I had for probably six months before that was when I bought this laptop, which I'm still recording my show, audio, video, everything on. uh, So almost three years ago, I bought this laptop in hopes that I would start writing because I always wanted to write, write books. I didn't understand like what I would write about. I didn't understand what I would talk about, but I just knew that. And over that six months, you know, the reason that I bought the laptop was because the laptop we had was too heavy and it was always dying. And it was just like a big, huge hassle to try to write on the go. And that's what I was envisioning, that I would write, that I would write places that I wouldn't just right in my house that that could be expandable and I could do that from anywhere and we would be traveling and my laptop would just pick up and go with me. And that's what I could envision. But since I was tethered to a wall and the laptop made my backpack so heavy that I couldn't even walk standing up straight, um, because this was back when I had bought a laptop in the good old year of 2009 and that beast was heavy, but it still worked. Uh, (laughs) but it just, it wasn't what I needed. And so we made this commitment, my husband and I, that we would buy this laptop and Hannah would start to write. Hannah would start to write and try following a dream that she has. And at that point I didn't really know what that was going to lead to, but I wasn't doing it consistently, even outside of the tethers and the, the, the plugins and the heaviness. It didn't really matter. And so then I was like, no, we got to find something that sticks. Like I am consistent. I've never been real great at anything, <laughs> um, but I have been very good at showing up very good at showing up. And so I had seen that win for me so many times before that I'm like, that's all that we have to do here. Just keep showing up. Just keep showing up. And you know, the amazing thing about just continuing to show up is like, you don't end up generally like winning any talent award, but sometimes you pick up the ball when it falls. Right. And so that's what I was committing to. I'm going to be here. When a ball falls, I'm going to show up. I just have to find something that I can stay consistent enough with. I didn't believe in my writing. I didn't really believe in that effort, but I was like, you know, I talk to people every morning and every morning that I get to talk to people, I talk to them about for a half hour on my commute and every time that I get to talk to them, I feel energy. It changes my day. And so... What if I took control of that? What if I just started talking to all people versus just one person? What if I expand that reach? Right. And so since writing wasn't taking shape, but I knew that eventually writing would happen. um, I started the podcast. And so I started recording April, May, June and June. I would have went to this conference and at that conference, I finally put together what really the basis of my show was. And I mostly was just mad at the conference, um, which was pretty much how I spent a good portion of the next year on the podcast, just angry and really working through some heavy, rejected type, low vibe stuff. Trust me play the tapes. Okay. And there are the dark files, which includes April through July. When we finally published the first episode, those are the dark files. Those are the files that, um, mm, those ones were too angry. Those were the ones that I sent to my friends early on. And most of them either didn't reply or they replied with like, please don't publish this. Please don't. And I went ahead and didn't take that advice, but I did not ever publish those. And someday they will be a part of the publishing process. I am certain of it. Um, On days when I'm like, oh, if I ever got sick or I was in the hospital, like maybe we release some dark files and everyone gets to enjoy the agony of my anger and sadness. And then maybe they could see how insanely far we've come. Anyways, so once I went to that conference, I had been playing around for about three months with what the title would be. I knew that it was like something around change and this like creation of change. And I had messed around with cover art that had been around change that idolized this idea of change and wanting to change your life. And, um, at that conference, I remember one of the speakers saying like, your pain is your profit. And I was like, well, I don't have any pain per se. Like all of these speakers had just recovered from some deep, dark, heavy stuff. And here I am just this like white sort of privileged, but didn't have cable at home. Um, And maybe ate a lot of melted cheese in the microwave on Saturday mornings instead of cereal because we always ate the cereal box like the day that we got groceries. And so we always got in trouble and then we didn't get groceries again until maybe four to six weeks later. And so you just ended up eating whatever you had. And most of the time that was just shredded cheese because we just always had excess of shredded cheese. I have no idea why, but we would always just melt it in glass bowls and eat that for breakfast it's a very strange breakfast breakfast but that was what was available and that is what we ate and it's our fault because we would always eat the cereal too fast okay (sighs) but like right i'm just standing here in life going well this kind of sucks and I really had no reason for my life to suck at all. In the grand scheme of things, like had this bomb ass smoking hot husband. So what's their complaint about that? Had these like two, did I have two kids? Yeah, I think I had two kids by then. Had these two amazing children that people like beg for, right? And like, not only did I get blessed with these beings like on top, of how amazing it was just that they were born and given to me. They were like super amazing humans and just have these amazing personalities and they're so easygoing and they're amazing to travel with. And I just, right? Like what, Hannah? Boo freaking who? These people on stage are talking about recovering from alcoholism, or the death of someone, or like something big, dramatic that happened in their life that they overcame, that they fought back for their life. And here they are standing now, telling all of us how capable we are, and like going out and delivering that message. And Hannah, boo-hoo. Your pain is your profit. You don't even have any pain, really, to complain about. Boo-hoo. And I thought for a while, like, yeah, that's probably true. Maybe, maybe I am just a jerk for saying that I'm not happy and that I want more and that I know that I'm capable of giving more and that I know that the universe is asking for more from me, but I don't know why I would question what I've already been given. Like, why would I show up and put my hand out again? I already got, my hands are already full. Like, what are you doing? Why are you complaining? Why are you even at this freaking conference? Go get a raise at your job and shut up. Right? And then I'm just like, you know what? There's so much pain in me just giving up. I gave up on myself. (laughs) And. Part of giving up. Had everything to do with me just. Releasing myself from. The possibility. Of me being able to. Chase the things that I want anymore. Because I didn't deserve that life. I deserved where I had ended up. I deserved less than the things I could dream of because I didn't make it. And that was going to be the A version. And since that didn't happen, I should just throw in the towel and give up completely. And that, that was it. And I remember thinking, thinking through that like the entire arena going silent and me just sitting there and it's like an arena full of women who are all hyped up on caffeine and rachel hollis so like imagine okay for a second what that environment was like there was not silence in any of that but the entire arena went silent and i'm just sitting there with this thought like my dream died And even if that's the most painful piece of this, what a significant pain. And maybe we're not paying enough attention to how painful that is. And imagine how many people are sitting there going, oh, I'm grateful, I'm blessed, I'm at church, I'm being thankful. And like, I'm not saying don't be thankful for your life, but I am saying, like, if you don't feel good, you deserve to. And I didn't want anybody to suffer through what I had for 10 years at that point. Just suffering back and forth of continuing to tell myself that if it, if it, if I was meant to live an amazing, perfect, great life, that I would have went down that path. And since I didn't go down that path that I envisioned at, I don't know. 12 since that didn't happen and it didn't play out that way i don't deserve it and i should just settle and be thankful and i was thankful and grateful and like in all of the life that i had created and i still was unhappy and i still didn't feel like i was doing The work that I was here to do. And so at that conference was the first time that I started speaking about the death of my dream. And I would say it to this group of women at some bar, some rooftop bar where we're all just sitting around and hanging out like I'm drinking water and I'm just like, okay, we go around the circle and everybody talks about what? what was the one takeaway they had today and it was the first time that i would ever be this vulnerable with anyone but especially a group of women and i stand there and i say this is probably deeper than most people cuz a lot of a lot of them were just like i learned to drink more water and i learned to journal and like all of those were huge takeaways right because all of those things can and absolutely will change your life but i'm like i'm going to go deeper here. So I I realized that I gave up on myself when I was 18 and I didn't become a division one athlete. And when I didn't become that, I realized that I dreamed dreams that were too low for my life, but that's very much what I thought I was deserving because I came up short and I gave up on myself and I've been living this given up version of myself for 10 years now. And I don't want to do that anymore. I I want more. I want to do more. I know that there's a message here and I know that there's something important and there are people to speak to who feel just like this. And I want to go do that. And that's what I'm going to do. And I remember everyone just probably taking a drink of whatever beverage they had in front of them and taking a deep sigh, right? Because we're told to be vulnerable, but someone actually being vulnerable is super uncomfortable, especially when you're staring them in the face. And probably everyone's like, why did we invite this girl and her weird friend to dinner? this was weird. Couldn't we all have just said the like sticker catchphrase things when we went around the circle? Okay. But one girl (laughs) stood up and she said, I absolutely feel what you just said. A hundred percent. I'm with you. And her recognizing that, saying that, speaking that, like acknowledgement that this exists and that this is an important message set me off. And I was like, all right, let's go. And I remember being fed like the day after, being fed every single one of the dreams. And I would say maybe one thing has shifted, but it didn't even leave from the original dreams that I wrote two years ago. It didn't even leave. We just reached that dream. And so I had to feed in a new one. And so I just think like looking back now, that was only two years ago. And I think of how many jumps, leaps, and bounds we've made. And it all just started with the want for more and the acknowledgement of that moment, that death of a dream moment, and deciding that that did not define me. And you can do that too. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, you've made it all the way here. And I do want to tell you that this is like where the real listeners go to get the inside track because... We have started to work with Brain.fm, which is an incredible meditation, creative focus app, which actually helps with all of those things. Focus, relaxation, creativity. Like I utilize it in so many different ways and I didn't realize that it was sort of the music app that I was lacking. And I was excited when they reached out to become an affiliate of this show um, and help my listeners utilize this platform for all the things that we talk about on this show. Because music is one of those things that allows you to tap in and go to a higher level quicker than you could if you were just doing it on your own. So this helped so much in my meditative practice. It helped me from the mind wander that was constantly kind of coming up. It helped when I was in workflow for my mind to not wander into the lyrics of songs. It helped sort of just create this white noise in the background. And then this was the most unexpected help that happened. (laughs) It also helped with like getting my kids to bed and waking them up in the morning, I noticed that the general frequency of what usually would have been an up and down experience sort of leveled. And we all just experienced this common calmness in all those instances where, in a lot of nights and mornings, we'd have so many ups and downs. It leveled all of that out. So I'm excited. If you use the code, the death of a dream, you get 10% off of your subscription to that. Now, what I do love about it is that if it's not helping you, you can just end that subscription. So to try it for a month, it might cost you about three bucks. Okay. See if you like it. See if it works for you. And if it doesn't, you can always stop. Um, (laughs) But if it does, I think it's a really great way to tap into this self meditation, focus, presence work that we're always staying conscious of. I will have the link in the show notes every day for you to go ahead and check that on out. Hey, thanks for listening. As always, you can find me on all socials at the death of a dream. That's on Instagram. We do have a Facebook page that you can follow there and then Hannah Nuss on LinkedIn. Go ahead and check out the website. If you feel like it, there are additional pieces that are not included in the podcast um, and you can reach out and contact me anywhere. If you have any questions, message me, let's connect. I'd love to talk through your story because everyone's story is worth being told and has worth in it.